you know when you're working a night shift and it's 3 a.m. and it's like, are we drunk or delirious? I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. And you're listening to Drunk or Delirious, a night shift podcast. Hey, hey, first of all, uh, happy belated birthday to Hannah. We are recording after she has returned back from her um, week being a camp nurse where she celebrated her birthday there. I did. Thank you so much. Of course. 28. The 2-8. It's a good even number. I I like that age. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. I'm excited you, about it. You feel like I feel like 26 and 27 are still like I don't know. People like I feel like group those in with like oh you're still like 25. You know like it's like that. Yeah. I don't know mid 20s, but then you're 28. You're like oh I'm like got my shit together, but I'm still in my 20s. Yeah. I'm not 30. Yet. Exactly. I'm like that's my thing. That's what I keep saying is like. I'm still in my 20s. I think a lot of my friends that are my age, like, I'm so glad you're not like this. Because a lot of, yeah, a lot of my friends that are my age will be like, oh my God, like, I'm so old. Or like, oh, I'm so boring. I'm so old. I'm like, okay, I'm not. (laughs) You're like, yeah, I don't know. Are you crazy? Like, 28 is so young. 30 is still young. Like, I don't understand like, yeah, I don't – when, like, we've talked about this a million times that we don't feel the age no. that we are, so. It's yeah. it's all about how you feel and not how not how you look. That's not what I mean when I say this, but, like, health-wise, you know? Like, yeah. what – yeah, like, are you physically active? Like, how are you treating your body? Like, that's going to reflect on the outside and totally. you're going to feel younger and, like, I don't know. I totally I just agree. Think, and it's it's a mindset too. It's like if you think 28 is old and your life is over, then I feel sorry for you because you're going to be 40 one day and look back and be like, oh my God, when I was 28, I was thinking I was so old and mm-hmm. I wasn't going out anymore or I wasn't – I don't know. It's like get just over it. Just live your people. life. doesn't yeah. matter what Plus, age you are. Just live your life. <laughs> exactly. Plus all the people at the camp – like staff and kids, they thought I was anywhere from 21 to 26. So I, I was like, that. I'll take that, you know? And that's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I'd love to know what people, how old people think I am. I feel like we look the same age, so. Yeah, I don't feel like I look 30 unless I like just look at some of my wrinkles and I'm like, oh. Oh my gosh, you don't have any. <laughs> Sometimes I, I've really got like, like that's where mine are starting too. Like eye things. The eyes, what are those called? Yeah. Crow's feet? Whatever the hell they are. I don't know what anything's called. It's like so. an ugly name. We should rename those. <laughs> I know. They're my like oh, eye they're smilers. Kind of, they're like eye smile lines, you know? Eye like, smile lines, yeah. Have- so Emily was on a very special podcast today. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. I'm so excited. It's like very um, surreal that I it actually happened. Um, I 
don't know if any of y'all have listened to Radio Rental. Um, it's a really good podcast if you like like weird stories and like scary stories. Um, Rain Wilson, aka Dwight Schrute, <laughs> is like the host of the podcast. Um, or like I guess the character that it's based. I don't really know how to describe it, but he is the voice of the narration on the podcast. Um, and it's like he owns this like pseudo rental, like video rental store, like tape rental store. And he has this whole library of all these weird stories. And he um, is this character called Terry Carnation. And he like plays all this, the tapes during the um, during the show. But um, yeah, I went on. Well, I'm going to be on it when the episode comes out, but I recorded it today. So <laughs> um, a scary story. Um, my scary ghost story that's happened to me. Um, so it's cool though. Like the guy was really easy to talk to. We talked for like an hour and a, a freaking hour and a half about this story. Oh my God. Um, and he has to cut it down to be like 15 minutes long. It's so crazy. I'm so curious to see what they're going to do, but, um, I'm so excited to listen to it. Yeah, it's going to be airing in October. Um, mm-hmm. We'll definitely post it on the pod. And then we'll probably also do a special spooky edition Halloween oh, yes. podcast episode um, about all the scary shit that Hannah and I <laughs> has happened to Hannah and I. <laughs> yeah, we both are like – we well believe in that stuff, obviously. I think anybody who has had experiences like – I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, but we're believers and I'm, also, I don't know, I'm just like into spooky stuff and Emily introduced me to that podcast and it, it's so good. It's so, it's good. so good. So I can't wait to hear you on it. It's going to be The so stories good. are like super crazy. You know, um, that one with the um, mud person that you sent to me oh and God, then the picture no, that I went with that. it or the video. I hated that. Like, what is that? So it was this really briefly to summarize this girl like went running on this like absurdly long r- race in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, and her friend was like taking pictures behind her while she was running through the jungle. Ugh. And then they looked at them like days later, like someone was like, Oh, who is that in the back of that picture? And it was like a freaking like mud, mud person, person. <laughs> like covered it, head to toe in brown mud. And it looked like, no, it looked human, but like not but human. Not. You know, and then like, it was a live picture, and then yeah. when they played it live, it it was walking directly towards her. I can't, I can't. I have chills. Oh, it was in it. Yes, look it up. It's on the Radio Rental Instagram, and there's a there's like the picture and the live picture, and it's so creepy. Uh-huh. It was uh-huh. so creepy, but they like looked it up and looked into this, and it's an urban legend of Hawaii that there's like these ancient. Native, I think it was the native people that lived on that land, and they're like, if you like make eye warning, contact with it, the, the legend is that you die. So that's yeah. great. Yeah, there's. It's just like, yeah, shit like that. That's what the podcast is, and it's great. So you can um, only imagine what Emily's story is like, but it's yeah. It's I won't terrifying. give any spoilers here. Um, it's a horrifying story that has ha- happened to me for like 12 years so it's great it's good fine time. we're doing we're doing great 
But that was my morning. Got to talk all about this uh, really uh, impactful event, (laughs) events in my life. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, if anybody's listening to this too and they have any, it doesn't even have to, I was going to say like hospital creepy stories, send them, but I mean, any. Any creepy stories. Share them and read them and stuff because we like that stuff. But yeah. And then we'll put it on the. Um, October podcast whenever yeah. we record ours this and we might have, have to do two because yeah I want to hear your stories yeah um yeah mm-hmm. um it was just cool because the guy was like yeah that which I'm not like trying to toot my own horn but I just like know how freaking scary this this situation was but he was like yeah that's like one of the best stories I've ever heard like we're definitely using this on the podcast and I was like Oh my God. And that's like, I was like, Oh my God, I'm so flattered because I, I listened to it and I know how crazy the stories can be. Yeah. I I know you were like texting me before you went on and you were like, I don't know if it's scary enough. And I was like, I think it's scary. (laughs) I know. I think at this point, like I've told it so many times that it's, I'm not scared anymore. Like right after I literally couldn't talk about it. Like, it, oh, sure. I felt like every time I talked about it, I was like inviting it back into my life. Yeah. Um, and I would get this like I'd be this terrified feeling, and like I it was really hard for me to talk about. But then like the more I talked about it, it was the easier it got. But now, yeah, now I could tell it no problem. But um, it's still, yeah, it's still freaking scary. Yeah. I mean, I think there's real trauma with that, you know? Oh, 100%. That's, yeah. And it's like very lifelong, traumatizing. Lo- lifelong trauma that I, I have for sure. Yes. Um, yeah. <sighs> well, I can't wait to talk about that more. I know. Huge. Sorry, guys. Like, we're not, it's a big teaser. I'm not going to yeah. give you any more info. Um, <laughs> I'm have until to wait. the episode drops. <laughs> Four months or whatever it is. Right. July, Sorry. August, July. Yeah, four months. Um, but we do have a point for this episode. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is to talk about um, Hannah's camp nursing experience, which Yay. is like such a unique opportunity that she was able to find. Um, yeah. How did you find the job in the first place? Yeah, I feel like um, that's the question that I got asked the most. I got a lot of people messaging me like, how did you find this? I've been interested in being a camp nurse, but I, you know, I don't know where to start, whatever. Um, I kind of fell into it. My, I had a mutual friend with the director of the program and she just like sent me a screenshot and they were like looking for a nurse for GTI. And I'm, I'm, I read it and I was like, I have no idea what GTI is and what kind of nurse do you need? Because I, uh, <laughs> I'm very I know, specific. I know, <laughs> I know one thing. Um, <laughs> but I got more info and I talked to the lady on the phone and she described it to me. And this camp was like a very uh, – they don't they didn't need a lot of nursing help. Like it was not for a lot of kids with special needs or who had a lot of medications or, you know, the population was well, mm-hmm. high school and middle school students and stuff like that. And she basically said – We're really just going to need you for like COVID testing, basic first aid, basic meds. Like I wouldn't, I wasn't even in charge of like the kids prescribed medications. It was just over the counter stuff. Oh, wow. Um, So I was like, okay, I can feel comfortable with that. (laughs) I'm confident enough in my skills. Totally. Um, So yeah, I had heard, I had heard about it like mm, 
I don't know, maybe three weeks ago. And then I was just like, yeah, I mean, I'm off. I'm in between contracts. Might as well. So that's how I found that one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So like where was it? What kind of camp was it? So it was down in Georgia. It was in Oxford, Georgia. So it's like an hour outside of Atlanta. And it was on Emory's campus, which was actually really nice. Um, So it was great things. Yeah. Eric looked it up and it was like number 21 undergrad or something like that. Yeah. Like like it's a pretty pretty good good school. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was not like your typical cabins in the woods type of camp, which also made me feel more confident because I was like, okay, probably not going to have like broken like, bones and, and like crazy. first aid to have to do. Like, what the hell? I wouldn't know <laughs> what to do. I know. I was I'm like, not your girl. <laughs> I was like googling. <laughs> I was like, just in case, like, how do you splint? <laughs> oh God, yeah. No, I was like you. looking at YouTube videos. I was like, okay, <laughs> I got that. I would. Um, but yeah, it was on a campus. Um, yeah, in the middle of Georgia and it was, so it's Georgia teen Institute. And there's a lot of States out there that have this camp and it's for middle school and high school kiddos. Um, and it's mostly like a leadership camp. Um, so it's kind of like a camp in a conference. So, um, they have a lot of like different group activities and, um, Group, they group the kids with other people that they haven't met before. And, you know, I think it's a lot of like working on social skills, working on leadership skills, stuff like that. So, yeah, again, it's not your typical like cabin in the woods type of camp, but um, it was cool. Yeah. I mean, that's such an like a random job to find. Um, but so cool. Like, that's such a good experience. Um, did you have to have any certain like qualifications or requirements in order to be the camp nurse for them? For this one, it was pretty much like you have, you're an RN and you have, uh, a license in any state, you're good to go. But, um, I think for a lot of camps, um, they probably require the, uh, license in this, whatever state you're going to be in. So sure. And I think the reason that I didn't need like a Georgia license was because I was just providing basic first aid. I wasn't actually administering medications besides Tylenol, Tylenol, yeah, ibuprofen, allergy stuff like that. But I think if you are going to a different type of camp, that might be a requirement. Um, And then they did not require first aid for this, but I think that's often a requirement for, you know, your typical camp nurse as well. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to. I think that makes me like want to try yeah, a, ca- like a camp in the woods type of thing. Um, that sounds really it is cool. fun. Like it's fun to just do something different and it's not like mm-hmm. – I mean it's completely different than working in an ICU setting in a hospital oh, yeah. or whatever. Like you're – Oh, yeah. Night and day. Sometimes working, but sometimes you're just playing and talking oh, to people and oh. – supervising the kids or playing board games or oh man yeah no that's like that's so crazy um so yeah what did you have to do every day like I know you said you did some COVID testing and whatnot but like what were your duties I would say my biggest responsibility was the COVID testing from a nursing perspective um there were two big days for me that I had to be like 
on and was actually like working for a few hours. So the first day was when the staff all came and I, we just did self tests for everybody. So I didn't actually have to swab anybody's nose. I just kind of instructed everybody how to do it correctly. And then I read the results and then I would tell them, yay, you're negative. You're good to go. Um, and just kind of kept a log of that. Um, a couple, or I think it was day two, we had one of the staff members. He started developing symptoms. He did the right thing and he came to me. And I was like, let's just test you again, you know, just to make sure. And mm-hmm. I didn't really expect him to be positive, but he was. So, you know, obviously we had to send him home right there. But there were a few people that technically had been exposed by him because we all – we were required to wear masks for the whole week. But um, obviously when you eat lunch, like we were mm-hmm. all eating lunch together. So we took our masks off. So he sat with like three girls a couple of times and they were all exposed. And then he did ride in with another staff member. So he could have been exposed too. So we were like just following CDC guidelines and we were like, okay, we'll just monitor yourselves. Honestly, like what are we going to do? Send you home? Like we don't know if you're going to get it or not. Yeah. Um, and then nobody else was positive. And then when I got home, there was somebody who, I don't know if they started not feeling well, but they tested themselves and there was one other person who was positive. But so far I've been fine, but Good. I don't know who yeah. it was. Um, got it. And then my second day was like when all the kids came and they had a testing company come to the camp and perform all of the tests but they had me sit at the table and read all the tests. So I would like have my timer on, I would read the test result. And then I would like the name of the kid would be on the back of the COVID test. And I would just be like, Emily. And then you'd come over and I'd be like, okay, you're negative. And then I'd stamp their hand. And if you had a hand stamp, you were good to move on to the next (laughs) station. So that was like, that was my main responsibility. Um, they also had me go through all their meds and kind of just sort and throw out anything that was old. And almost all of it was expired. Um, <laughs> so threw all that out. And then, you know, they were like, oh, let us know what else you need us to get. And I was like, you know, we had Tylenol. We had ibuprofen, allergy meds, and some stomach stuff. But they had cold medicine there. They had all kinds of stuff. And I was like, I feel like if someone has a cold here, they need to go home. So I don't think we should even have cold medicine, you know, at that yeah, point. Yeah, that makes no sense. Like, why would we? Yeah, yeah. we don't need to stock that because people aren't going to be staying here. Yeah, we'll send them home. They're sick. So, um, yeah, I just kind of sorted everything out. And this was fun for me because I got to make my own little cart, which I posted on Instagram. But, yeah, so I did, like, meds and basic first aid and I did, like, pads and tampons just in case mm-hmm. um that was pretty much it but I just had a little little nurse cart and then they gave me a, a separate room different from like the one I was sleeping in obviously and it was like my office and it was a dorm room so I just made up one of the beds so I did have a couple kids who had to like come lay down <laughs> um and it was cute I was like oh that that made me feel like a an actual camp nurse because I was like even though this is not serious like I don't want it to be serious like I right. want it to be casual so <laughs> It was cute. But yeah. the most, mostly the things that I saw were like 
I did see a girl who had high blood pressure, um, which she already knew she had that and was on medication for it. Um, but I just told her to lie down. Um, Wait, yeah. Um, I had some mental health stuff, which was sad. These kids are so young and it kind of opened my eyes to like, wow. I mean, I've heard about it. I, um, mm-hmm. It's just, you know, we're in our own world in the NICU and yeah. I know some pe- of my friends work in the PICU and stuff and they've told me a lot about overdoses and just stuff like kids trying to kill themselves. And it's so sad. Yeah. And then to like see these kids, you're like, dude, you're 15. Like, like so what? they came to just talk to you or what? It kind of – they came for a different reason and then um, other things kind of started to come out mm. in their visit. But they opened up to me and trusted me, and I was like, "Wow, I don't know." I was like that. I I liked that part of it just because, like, I thought I might feel awkward asking questions and stuff, but mm-hmm. it didn't feel. It felt like, "Wow, they really trust me," you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, and then the other, I saw a kid who I couldn't tell. There was a lot of like are you really having a headache or are you faking it? (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, stuff like that. Like, I don't know if they just wanted my attention or to be removed from whatever they were doing. Yeah, they're like, this is boring, bye. (laughs) (laughs) So I had a couple nappers uh, for that and stuff like that and just gave out Tylenol and things like that. But um, that's really it. And then I I did give out some Band-Aids, but I didn't even – like they're old enough that they can put on their own Band-Aid, you know. So I would just like hand them a Band-Aid, but um, that was pretty much it <laughs> from oh a nursing gosh. perspective. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so crazy. Like, well, so then what was your schedule? Like, I feel like that doesn't fill up a week. Right. Like what? <laughs> so, is, yeah. What was your schedule? I've never hours? been so tired in my life. Um, I was asked before I went to Georgia if I wanted to participate in the camp activities. And I said yes, because I figured like that I would have a lot of downtime since that wasn't a lot of nursing duties. Um, And I was like, well, if I'm already there, like I don't want to just be sitting in my room by myself, you know, I might as well. And I'm sure I could have opted out at any time but there was a point where I was like I'm in too deep here like (laughs) there's no going back (laughs) and it was just things like when the kids actually came I they wanted everybody to participate in certain things like energizers or um I don't know being being the person on the microphone in front of the kids to kind of like lead an lead an activity those mm-hmm. sorts of things and the energy energizers are the like you know silly camp songs and stuff like that so like i felt like i had to like volunteer myself for stuff like that <laughs> oh no <laughs> which is like totally out of my comfort zone but i think that's the thing with the camp is like it's out of a lot of people's comfort zones mm-hmm. um but it's good i think it's like good to practice like doing stuff like that even if it's silly you know so, yes, I – we would get up at, like – we would have breakfast at 7.15 every morning 
And then it was nonstop activities throughout the day until our staff meeting at 10.30 p.m. What? Every day. Every day. And you might have like an hour here, like an hour a day or something where you had nothing, where you could go back to your room. But I couldn't nap because they would text me, hey, so-and-so is coming for a COVID test or like, hey, we need Band-Aids and blah, blah, blah. So I kind of had to be like awake, you know, and and available. Mm -hmm. So no, like the the nursing part of it was not very much, but like there was a part, there was one time where I was sleeping and I missed, I missed like a COVID test or something, but it was like a last minute like text. And then I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. So then I was like, I can't do that again. (laughs) I'm here for one reason, you know? Yeah. But still like, you're like, I just want to. I just need a nap. nap. Yeah. I was exhausted. You exhausted. said 7.15 is when breakfast started or you woke up at 7.15? No, like you had to be there at 7.15. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. So, That's a long ass day. Yeah. And if the staff meeting was at 10.30, it'd be over in 15 minutes or whatever. So 10.45, then you go up and you sh- shower And then it's like after 11 that you're going to bed. So there were some nights where I would get eight hours of sleep, but it did not feel like it. Like I felt like I didn't even roll over because I would wake up in the same position that I fell asleep in, you know? And I was like, it's like the shock. You were so so tired. tired. (laughs) Oh my God. It was more exhausting than not night shift, but more exhausting than 312s of day shift. Like, sure. You've said this so many times. Every day. Was it? Yes, every day. Was it um, like Monday through Friday? Like was it every single day to go over the weekend? Like It was, yeah. So I got there on Thursday night and I spent the night and then Friday and then Friday through and then I left Thursday afternoon. So it was like seven days. Yeah, that's a long time. Holy hell. Oh yeah. my god, I'm like getting tired just thinking about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, so they gave you a place to stay. Obviously, they gave you a dorm room um, yep. for free, and then the meals were included. Yep, lodging okay. and meals were included, and the most people bring are local. They're from Georgia, so they bring their own like. Sh- these people were bringing carts of stuff in. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "You people need all this for one week. Oh my God. But I brought like a couple pa- – I just wore like comfy scrub pants. And then they gave us shirts. So I was like – I wanted Perfect. to kind of look different. You know, I wanted to look like a nurse-ish. Yeah. Um, And I brought like one pair of jean shorts. But I packed very minimally. Um. But yeah, most people brought their own sheets and towels and all of that. So luckily the the director like had brought extras for me and made my bed up before I got there and stuff. So oh. that was really sweet. Yeah. That is really nice. But it was a bare bones dorm. But yeah. honestly, like um, no complaints. It was it was a yeah. lot of space. Like I didn't have a roommate or anything like that. And um yeah, it was yeah, it I mean, what else do you need? You don't need a bed and a bathroom. Like, yeah. Well, what kind of food did they have? Um, they had uh, they had like your 
your typical junk food. Like they had pizza and like burgers and all that kind of stuff every day. But then they also had like a salad bar. They had tons of vegan options and gluten-free. Like they had every diet. Like Cool. Options. So you're like eating in like the um... – Cafeteria. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep. But I – yeah, I thought it, the food was like decent most of the time. Or like I could find something – to like make it healthy or like to eat yeah. something different every day. So yeah. Okay. Not bad. I mean, and that's to eat at a cafeteria, like your your dining hall again. I know. I did feel like I was in college again. I was like, oh my gosh. This is bringing I don't me back. Miss communal <laughs> bathrooms. Oh um, yeah. Oh, so you didn't have your pri- a private bathroom. No, it was like all the girls' um, staff were in the girls' dorm, and yeah, there were communal bathrooms, but there was like the one handicapped stall, like the one handicapped separate bathroom, you know? Okay. And I would always go in there. I was like, if no one's in there, I'm going to use it. And then there was one time someone was in there, so I used the communal, but no, it was fine. It wasn't bad, but you just – you miss the – the privacy and like mm-hmm. your own towels and everything, but it was like fine for a week. Like who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that they pay you pretty well. Yeah, so I will say like it's not travel nurse money, um, especially the pay packages that are out there right now. Um, but I think it's pretty good. I I think it's better than staff and. It's a week, so obviously mm-hmm. keep in mind. And I think, like, obviously only certain nurses are able to do something like this. Like, it's perfect for a travel nurse that's in between assignments. So, Yeah, because um, you just need – it's a week. Like, it's not like it's a full contract. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think it's somewhere between uh, travel nurse pay and staff nurse pay. I think it's uh, pretty decent considering, like, pay plus lodging plus meals. But yeah. I will say, like – the work was easy, like from a nursing side, but the hours are really long. So the hours it's just were, yeah. worth it to you. Got it. Yeah. Um, and then you just you told me they paid for your flight there and back, right? Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. They had like a travel reimbursement that was separate from the stipend that I received. Um, so travel reimbursement and I Ubered from um the campus to the airport and they will reimburse me for that. Oh wow. And was it like an hour away? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, Uber and then like whatever food I got in the airport and my baggage too. So that was very nice. Yeah. They took care of me. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I mean, sounds like a pretty good gig. Like an easy – yeah, an easy thing to do in between assignments. Like that's such a great option. Um, I wonder like how other people would find that though, you know, like – since you were connected <laughs> through I know. I think someone um, you knew. Well, yeah, like I said, this was the Georgia Teen Institute, but you could always mm-hmm. like see if in your state, like, you know, Colorado Teen Institute. I don't know if it's a thing. But I know there's an Institute. I have to look it up, yeah. Institute. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I actually met two people that work for the New Jersey Teen Institute. They like came down for the week in Georgia to kind of like see how things were done there. Mm-hmm. Um and they were great. And they were like, oh, we'll keep you in mind for the New Jersey one. And they were saying that theirs is actually at a camp in the woods. So I think they do oh. vary from state to state. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, people could always look into that um, if they want to do something similar. Um, but I just did a quick Google search even just before like we hopped on and honestly just try to Google like camp nursing near me. I saw tons of jobs. Um, oh, so I didn't, I had no idea. Like no concept of that. Yeah. Me either. And I thought, I always thought it was something I wasn't necessarily qualified for. Um, but you don't know unless you look. Right. I don't think I, I would ask and try like, yeah, might as well. If that's something that interests you, like why not? Right. And Go maybe for it. you need a first aid certification, which would be that's super easy, easy to, to get. get. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you as long as you have some experience already, you're mm-hmm. off in between assignments or whatever. Um, and then have your license in that state, like you should be good to That's go. Cool. But yeah, people should try it out, I think, in some yeah. form. That's great. I think it's um I think it sounds awesome. I like wish I could do something like that. <laughs> As I continue to commit to full-time jobs. I know. It's fine. Um, Yeah, I think that's a great opportunity. And like we can link some stuff too in the show notes. Like like you could to the GTI or to, you know, if there's a Colorado one, I can look it up too. But I think that's a really cool option for a lot of nurses. I feel like they'd definitely be interested in that. Yeah. And I think... There's probably opportunities too at like national parks if you live near one or even if you travel to one. Like that would be Ooh, really cool. That um, would be really cool. Just some good ideas. Like I think you could travel nurse or be a school nurse during the year and then you could be a kid during the summer. summer or something like oh that. Oh my God. Yeah. There's a lot I of get, fun ways to do that. That's neat. I get calls all the time like, oh, do you want to be a school nurse? And I'm like, oh. No. <laughs> really? I do. I don't know. I'd have to I probably would like it, but yeah. um no, I mean at this they always call me when I like already have something, you know. Yeah. I'm like, I already I'm no, thank you. Or well, a lot of times like school nursing, you're either like the school nurse for all the kids or you're like a one one on one nurse with one child. Okay. So like a kiddo that's like total care, special needs, they need a nurse with them like to administer like their G-tube feeds to like put on their orthotics and take them off or their like um, change their, you know, diaper and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't know if I would like that. Yeah. I don't know if I would either. I'm not sure. I, I like the idea of having my own office. I enjoyed that, even though it was like, yeah, rarely used. But I like when I did have kids in there. I, I liked it. I liked have like I liked the idea too of like, oh, you know, I could make this cute and make this fun, mm-hmm. or like have have stuff for them and totally. make it a safe place for kids to come. And um, I like that. And I told you about this, but my friend Leah, who on Instagram is scrubs in a suitcase. Um, if any of you don't follow her, you should check her page out because her pictures are um, incredible. She has great pictures um, of her travels. So she was a travel nurse and she recently, <laughs> I was going to say retired, <laughs> retired from travel nursing, but she found her man in Arizona and got married and now is a school nurse. 
and she's gonna she said she'll come on so i think she wants to record sometime next week cool. but um yeah i'd love to hear more from her about what that's like because she was um an adult nurse before actually so i'm sure that's very different yeah. for her. oh i'm so excited to hear what um how that's going for her yeah yeah yeah. There's so many things you can do in the nursing field. Like it's absolutely wild. Um, so I'm excited that we get to like talk to all these people that have all these different experiences and um it's really eye-opening and like makes me like, oh, what else could I do? You know, like yeah. you don't have to stay in the same thing forever, which is awesome. Yeah. And I'm excited to hear how your new job goes next week too. And we can yep. – eventually just do a whole episode on that too. Yeah. Starts next week. Um, so exciting. Yeah. I, we don't, won't have patience for still a while, so I won't <laughs> have a lot to say. Um, besides like, we're still, I think, figuring out how to set things up and like making policies and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I'm really excited for the structure. I think I really need it in my life. Um, yeah. So we'll see how that goes, but I'm I'm gonna be freaking tired too, like having to get up at a certain time every day. But I think that that is really good for me. I think I yeah. really need that. Um, cause like yeah, coming up even I feel like night shift just affects you forever, and so <laughs> I could just sleep all day. Like so, being forced to like nappers. <laughs> I'm yeah. I would. I'm like yawning now. Like I'm like I would love to go take a nap. Um. But, it's hard staying up all day like that. Like, it's yeah. just hard to retrain your body to get used to it. It is. But I agree. It I really, do think it's good for almost everybody to have like some sort of purpose to wake up in the morning and like, and a routine is just, it's good for right. humans, I think. Like, my ass is not going to get up at 6 a.m. if I don't have to get up at 6 a.m. But I think that is a really good practice to get into and like get up, have a morning routine, like, go to the gym, go to work, like, you know, come home and then you're, I'm, what I'm really looking forward to is coming home and not having work to do. Yes. Yep. Like for, uh, for my job, I'm going to have school to do, sure. but I'm not going to have work that I need to finish, that I'm charting forever, that like I need to be available at all hours, which I know, I know that's not the case, but I feel like parents will text me super late or like, you know, just yeah. need things and I'm charting forever. But, um, I mean, it still is a great job, but I'm ready to try something. I'm excited for the, the structure and the pay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. And yeah, I can't tell you, like, I, I love taking my months off and stuff. I'm so ready to get back to some form of work. Yeah. It was good How's to like have that week, but. What's the update on your job hunt? Oh, geez. So I I, can't, I I, think I said it already in the podcast that I – yeah, I did. That I did get a contract. I signed the contract. Oh, you um, did. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It, I, yeah. I forget like which episode I said that on, but I did. Um, it's It was supposed to be New York Health Harlem for day Oh, shift. I think that we didn't know if you had gotten – they were like trying to get you at the one that was oh, closer to you. Oh, and I didn't like, sign it yet or whatever. Yeah. That's right. So I did get it. Signed the contract. Whatever. Day shift, everything good. I'm like going through all of the stuff right now, which Love I it. can post about all of the requirements because well, I'm I'm still I'm like a boomer in this way, but like 
this is how I <laughs> write everything down. Organize my list, but I wrote down like everything yeah. that I, you know, check mark everything that I have to do. Um, so that's a, what I'm doing right now. But I got a call on Friday from the director of that NICU. And she's like, Hannah, so seems like you're coming pretty soon. And I was like, yeah, July, July 6th. And she's like, oh, uh, it says your day shift. We have so many for days. Would you want to do night shift? And I was like, no, no. I signed the contract for day shift. I didn't say that to her. You know, I just said, no, I do day shift. But in my head, I'm saying, I, yeah, I signed a contract. It said days. I'm not going back on this. And like old Hannah would have been what like, if? whatever you need. No. no Absolutely not. <laughs> I need to look out for me and my health. And you I'm do. so much better. But, um, so she was like, okay, well, we'll try to – we'll have to see if you can go to a different NICU then because it's – New York Health is like, you know, it, it's a bunch of hospitals okay. in that system or whatever. So I was like, that's fine. But how is that missed though? Like – and how far away is it going to be from where I'm living? That's the big thing too. It's right. Like New York is massive. And if we're living up in the Harlem area, like I'm not commuting an hour to work. No. Uh, no. That's ridiculous. By did myself you, in the city. Like, that's crazy. Did you uh, tell her where you live? Yeah, I did. Um, but, uh, yeah. I, and then I, I texted my recruiter and then I got him on the phone and he was basically, like, as shocked as I was. <laughs> he was like, what the – you know, he was like, These people, we had this worked out. So their communication can be so poor. And I know they have a lot going on trying to, like, organize all these different travelers, but it's just like – Look at – read what you're having me sign. Right. I think it's like a big game of telephone, you know, because it's like – Sure. I talk to recruiter. Recruiter talks to account manager, whatever that is. Account manager I think is in communication with the hospital, but mm-hmm. that I'm sure is not in direct contact with the director or the manager themselves. Like I think it's, you know, it, it's a degree of separation of like five, I'm sure. So – yeah, that makes sense. That's super. But it's dumb. Like, I I was asking for the manager or the director's phone number before I signed the contract because I didn't even get a formal interview. Um, which mm. I like to have an interview as much as as much as they want to interview me. I you know we've talked about this in our travel nurse episodes, but it's important for us to ask our questions too. Like, yeah. what's your voting policy and what's your cancellation policy? Um, right. Like, what are your ratios? Like, why, why, why do you need travel nurses right now? Like, what's going on in your unit? Like, I want to know all of the things because that's my life and my license and like everything that I'm, you know, that we're putting up. Exactly. To come help you out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So they couldn't get her to call me. They couldn't get her number or whatever. So then I was like, okay, I guess I'll just sign it. So I have something. So now I'm just like not really sure what's happening. Yeah. But, you know, my recruiter's pretty confident that he's going to be able to get it worked out. And he is the recruiter that I trust. That you most. loved. Great. Yeah. So I'm hoping that it works out and um, it's somewhere close and it's day shift. And honestly, if it was a bigger NICU, I'd be happy with that anyway. Because it was a 15-bed NICU, which – Hi, Charlie. <laughs> Okay, hold on one second. I have no idea why he's barking. It's fine. 
He wanted attention. <laughs> yeah, he, I know. I feel bad. He's literally been like laying in his chair all day. I need to go take him for a walk in a second. Um, Little baby. What He's were always you saying a guest the on our group? podcast. Um, I was saying, I think I was saying like hopefully it'll all work out. You know, hopefully. Oh, yeah. It was a 15-bed NICU. Oh, okay. Which could That's be fine. fine. But also worried like if it's low since it's high, it could be canceled. Right. And like, what's your cancellation policy? And yeah. 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 But if no I go way. to a different one, maybe it's bigger and maybe they need me more. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully um, that gets sorted out soon because that is happening soon. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just, a, this is the life of a travel nurse. You just have to go with the flow. You do. Ugh. Learn to not. I mean, I'm not going to panic. Like, yeah. if it's not going to work out, what am I going to do? I did get a text um, from my old recruiter at when I was at CHOP mm-hmm. today, and he said – he asked me if I wanted to go back there. And it's nice to know that that's an option. Yeah. I mean, and that's not, like, super far from where you are right now, right? Yeah. Like, I could live here and commute to CHOP. And it's then not ideal. On my weekends off. I could. Yeah, it's just not what you want. <laughs> no. But there are jobs out there. Like, I, yeah, I have full faith that you'll find something. Um, or, or I, could I mean, that it'll all work out. And what? did you see that six grand a week California job that I posted on our Instagram? Oh my God, no, I didn't because I Dude. suck at freaking looking at things. It's a six week contract and it's like 6K a week. Oh my god, I wish. It's like someone needs to do that because that's awesome. You're going to make 30, I think it's like 38,000. I'm sure after taxes it'll be like low 30s, like maybe you'll take home like $32,000 or something, but in 6 weeks though. That's That's like a little bit over a month. That's legit. Dang. Dang. Mm. I'll just take a leave of absence from my job. <laughs> Come back to us. I know. I mean, we probably will. We've talked about, I mean, every time we go to California, we keep toying around the idea of like living there for a year before we like fully move back East. So like if we do that, um, I mean, I'd I'd take a contract, you know, I take contracts, plural. Sure. So yeah. Yeah. Whether you just extend at one place or you Mm -hmm. bounce around. Exactly. California. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be really cool. Yeah. So we'll see. It's always a possibility. It's just super freaking expensive to live there. So um, Mm -hmm. that's a big factor. Yeah. But I think it'd be fun. I think so too. Yeah. Next week's episode is another guest. (laughs) It's similar in the fact (laughs) to our episode with Tia that it's also about like being a transport nurse, but um, my cousin is a flight nurse um, and has been for what he like almost 20 years. Um, and he's such a badass and it's really, really cool to hear about all his experiences. So we will um, yes. air that episode next week. It's, it's a, a good really one. good episode. Yeah. Was- we really got into it and he does like all different ages and it's just it's so cool if you're interested in becoming a flight nurse like that's the episode yeah, for you because definitely um 
it's inspiring like because you can really really hear his passion when he talks so i'm excited for that one to drop he's the best yeah um yeah so stay tuned for that episode next week um every friday almost every friday Friday when we (laughs) when we have something to say (laughs) i love it oh my gosh thanks guys thanks guys bye I feel like we got some good stuff in there. Maybe. This podcast is produced by Emily Richardson and Hannah Quirk. The intro music is by Dan Lemire. Please help us out and rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at drunkordelirious or send us an email at drunkordelirious at gmail.com. 